It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The latest on Aaron Rodgers and where he stands with the Green Bay Packers. Giants head coach Joe Judge explains how he'll know the team is moving forward. Plus, what is it like watching your daughter swim in the Olympics when you can't be there? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Easily the biggest story in sports right now is what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. So, as the host also of Locked on Packers, I thought I would help shed a little bit of light on where we are and where we go from here. Monday, Ian Rappaport reported Aaron Rodgers was telling people close to him that he would in fact play for the Green Bay Packers in 2021. Shortly thereafter, we got multiple reports, including from ESPN's Adam Schefter and Rappaport himself, that the Packers and Rodgers were working on a new contract that would have a void year in 2023, no additional money for Rodgers, but no loss of money for Rodgers, just cap relief for the Packers, plus after the 2021 season, the right for Rodgers and the Packers to sit down and decide on his future, leaving open the possibility that he could return, assuming the team has a good season and his concerns are dealt with to his satisfaction or provide the opportunity for the Packers to trade him, still get assets for him, but also offer Rodgers the chance to move on. What do the Packers get out of this situation? Well, they get to move forward with the reigning league MVP and chase another Super Bowl before a disgruntled player decides whether or not he wants to go. They also get the cap relief associated with pushing some of this money later into the Rodgers contract into 2023 when the salary cap will explode and they maintain the option of after this season still being able to trade him versus creating some sort of unique double void year structure where 2021 is really the only year left on the contract and then next offseason he essentially has to be released which would mean the Packers get no compensation for him. For Aaron Rodgers, he gets the chance to chase a Super Bowl, to extend his legacy in Green Bay, and still have the chance to decide his future, or at least his future insofar as whether or not he stays in Green Bay. Shortly after these reports came out, we got Adam Schefter saying, the resolution with Rodgers directly incites Devontae Adams to be open to contract negotiations just a few days after the Packers and Adams reportedly broke off those talks. This was the domino that needed to fall to give us clarity on where the Green Bay Packers were going, where Aaron Rodgers was going, and right now, that's where we stand. In eight months, we could be in a very different place, but for the Packers, 
if they put a competitive team on the field, they go compete and win a Super Bowl, it's the kind of thing that will be hard to walk away from for Aaron Rodgers. But they're going to have to show a willingness to bend to some of his desires from a front office standpoint, including reportedly trading for Randall Cobb, which is something that Rodgers wants. And according to reports, the Packers are working on getting for him. Right now, Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay. Randall Cobb could be next. And Devontae Adams could be staying around for a very long time. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, we hear from Giants head coach Joe Judge. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible that your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why wait? in a line at your local auto parts store or the dealership and wait for them to tell you, oh, we only have this part and it's gonna cost this much and you're beholden to that. You have a computer, you have a phone, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you could use Rock Auto. Go explore their easy to use website and find the solutions for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Oklahoma State President Casey Shrum said Monday that Oklahoma's intention to explore leaving the Big 12 are, quote, the result of months of planning with the SEC and, quote, a clear breach of the conference bylaws. The breach claim is in reference to Section 3.2 of the Big 12 bylaws, which references third parties attempting to induce a member institution to leave. It requires schools to inform the conferences no later than 12 hours afterward and to immediately and unconditionally reject that offer in a form and manner reasonably acceptable to the commissioner. Clearly, that has not happened. Things are heating up around the NBA as we inch closer to the draft on Thursday, and that means moves are being made. Hey everyone, Jake Madison here of Locked On Pelicans in the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA. Trade time! Out are picks 10 and 40, a future Lakers first, and most importantly for Pelicans fans, Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. Income 17 in this draft, 51, and Jonas Valanciunas. This is all about creating cap space for the Pelicans and less about the draft picks and the players. By shedding the salaries of Adams and Bledsoe, the Pelicans can get up to $36 million in cap space. That makes them uh, get a run at a guy like Kyle Lowry. Maybe they want to split that money up multiple ways by going after a restricted free agent like Duncan Robinson or get creative in trade situations. Plus, they can always bring back a guy like Lonzo Ball who seems like he might have a somewhat robust market out there, but it makes them big players this offseason to go any number of directions. Acquiring Valanciunas, who fits much better than Steven Adams, is, as we say in Louisiana, Lanyap. 
And at pick 17, they're going to get a similar player value-wise to what they would have gotten at 10. And that future Lakers first, which is top 10 protected now, is likely going to be in the late 20s and useful for just moving off of these two bad deals, undoing a mistake from the past offseason by David Griffin. A starting center with some range and $36 million to spend in free agency is definitely a good start to retooling the roster around Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. 25-year-old Russian gymnast Artur Dalaloyan helped lead the Russian Olympic Committee to a gold medal in the men's team gymnastics final on Monday. Not a crazy story, right? Here's the thing. Dalaloyan is only three months removed from suffering a torn Achilles tendon, which required surgery in April. This is the kind of injury that keeps NFL players, NBA players out 6, 9, 12, even 15 months before they're back to competing in their sports and he is in the Olympics fighting back from the injuries in just three months to win gold in Tokyo. The U.S. men's team missed out on a medal for the third straight Olympics. They finished in fifth. Amber English and Vincent Hancock both won gold in skeet shooting, giving Team USA a clean sweep in the women's and men's events. English picked up an Olympic trifecta, winning gold in her first games and setting an Olympic record in the process with 56 hits. She also outshot the reigning champ on her way to topping the podium. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for this month on betonline.ag. The NBA draft is this week. The betonline.ag lines for the first pick in the NBA draft have Cade Cunningham as the prohibitive favorite at minus 2,500. Evan Mobley at 10 to 1. Jalen Green at 10 to 1. Jalen Suggs at 14 to 1. And Jonathan Kaminga at 20 to 1. For all of your baseball, Olympic, golf lines, fight lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. This will be the second full year for Daniel Jones under Joe Judge in New York. Last season, when Saquon Barkley had a season-ending injury, it felt like we would never have a full scope on what Daniel Jones and the Giants offense could be. This year, things will be different for the young QB. Giants head coach Joe Judge joins Patricia Traina on Locked on Giants to discuss how this season will be judged. What kind of criteria are you leaning on more so these days that maybe you weren't leaning on last year to measure the growth and say, okay, yes, we're definitely growing in this area or no, we're not quite where we want to be in this area. Well, I think this if you go from this time of year to a year before, uh, I'm still using really the same kind of metrics and, and, you know, benchmarks. Uh, I think the biggest difference is having experience with a large number of guys on the roster at this point and really understand them better as people at this point of having gone through a season with them. And that really helps. So, you know, whether it's individually and looking at how guys are progressing physically and knowing that, okay, they're further ahead than they were last year. Some guys in spring said, okay, we got to get this guy back, and he's got some ways to go to get where he's going. Um, you know, the maturity level of some of the players, that's been very, you know, encouraging. Um, how, we bring it, how we bring it along. You know, to me, you know, in terms of measuring the culture, last year was a lot of teaching what we wanted to be. This year, it's a lot more of watching the players enforce it, watching the players deliver the message. And that's been, that's been really good because that's when you know it's going in the right direction. Um, so there's some differences there. And I think, you know, you kind of just keep going along the way of, all right, 
what's the different things that we've really got to get accomplished in year two? Well, you know, in terms of the culture part of it, it's last year we're trying to find out who the leaders were, you know, who was respected on the team. It's you come in and you can kind of read through a roster, or, you know, listen to what somebody else says, but until you're really around and see who responds to who. And, and this year it was more about developing that leadership on the team and working with your players and, you know, recognizing young guys, you think you can have an impact in growing them or older guys and giving them more of a platform. Um, so you're, you're a few steps further ahead than you were last year when you're really truly trying to learn the team. Um, we're still trying to learn the team, and, and every team is very different. I really do. I fully believe that you truly start over every year, and we have a lot of new faces that are going to have, you know, large impact roles for us this year that weren't here last year with us. But, you know, when you have the majority of the guys back, you have a much greater start on where you want to get to, and, and the understanding of what the expectations are is a lot higher. I think – when we get on the field uh, next week, um, that first impression for me will, will be big to see how these guys came back after some time off and, and how they had to train on their own. And, you know, when you lay out the expectation for what, you know, it's supposed to be when you get back and, and see how these guys return. That, that'll definitely be something for me to see, you know, the progress these guys made, you know, in terms of coming back ready to go. And again, it's, it's you know, I always say the reward for me is, you said the reward for me is always when, I've worked with someone and tried to give them something that can help them. You see them go out there and execute it and have success with it. Um, that's really the reward for me. And you see a lot of the guys carrying the message for you. Um, not that you're trying to implement, you know, you know, flag carriers, but you start seeing guys that, you know, believe in what you're doing and they know that, you know, it's that they had success trusting the process and going through with it. And, you know, you get new faces here and, and you can see quickly that, you know, guys that have been here are quick to kind of deliver the message and let them know, hey, this is what we do here. Wherever you're from, it doesn't matter. This is what we do here and this is what our culture is. For more from Joe Judge, check out the full interview on Locked on Giants. So what is it like watching your daughter swim in the Olympics when you can't be there? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar has nine delicious regular flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Plus, limited time flavors, which in my experience, basically always just go hard. And I have to be honest, in general, I am not a chocolate with fruit fan but the raspberry the cherry they're awesome and that is before we get to coconut coconut almond which are just they're incredible when i say the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar that's not just a clever marketing phrase and it is it's real the coconut almond is my favorite candy bar right now it's unbelievable that they're able to do this and still have it be high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. Whatever they're doing, it is a miracle. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The American women took center stage on Monday night, at least Monday night U.S. time. And we had some stunning upsets and triumphant wins. In one case, both in the same race. Joining me now from Carol Levin in Minneapolis, Dave Schwartz. And Dave, you were actually with Reagan Smith's family a day after she set an Olympic record in the 100-meter backstroke. Unfortunately, her final did not go quite as well. Take us inside what that was like. Well, it was it was upsetting to be honest. As far as like you know, you, you're hoping for her to do well. Obviously, her family is there and they know what she's capable of. Uh, we t- chatted with her dad afterwards, Paul, and and he had kind of admitted he, they were happy for her to win a bronze because you know, a lot of people kind of felt like this was the most competitive race of all the swimming races. That that this field for the backstroke was was very very good. And as in the days leading up to it, you saw. Olympic records set and then broken, set and then broken. So you knew that this field was was something special. And Reagan didn't have her best race. Her time was slower than um, she had in the trials. Some of it was kind of when I chatted with her dad, he said she didn't start the best. She came out of the water a little early. It was just a lot of little things. But in a race and, and in a field that's that difficult, it doesn't take much. You know, it's one little thing here and there. That means the difference of a half a second, a tenth of a second. And that's the difference between first and third. And so they were happy for her that she won bronze. They know she'll be happy at some point that she won bronze. But at this point, uh, they were disappointed because they know as competitive as she is that she wanted gold. And so she didn't finish where she wanted to uh, in that race. Yeah. And, and she was, you know, s- smiling afterward. She was seemed to be in good spirits about it. The thing about it, She's 19 years old and not the only teenager on the the women's team making major moves. The story of the night, Lydia Jacoby, the 17-year-old from Alaska, not only wins gold, but wins gold defeating Lily King, who fellow American who had not lost. I saw uh, an NBC Sports reporter point out in 55 matches in the 100-meter breaststroke, what a performance Lydia Jacoby put on. Yeah, we were actually still with with Reagan Smith's family watching mm. at that point, and, and they were absolutely in shock. Uh, you know, like you said, Lily King was really one, I think, that was favorited to win that race, and Jacoby was just flawless. Um, and it's such a big deal for her. Alaska does not have a lot of Olympic swimmers. And so I'm sure they're they're very excited up there for her. And he's, you know, 17 years old. What's incredible to think about is that both uh, Jacoby and Reagan Smith still have college careers ahead of them to get stronger, to get faster. And there's a very good chance that we'll see him again uh, in, I guess, three years now in uh, Paris in 2024. Yeah, Lydia Jacoby, 17 years old, the only younger U.S. swimmers to win an Olympic title in the last 20 years, Katie Ledecky and Missy Franklin. So talk about, talk about keeping some really good company there. The, the future <laughs> seems to be, to be in. seems to be pretty bright. And finally, Flora Duffy won the women's triathlon Tuesday, becoming the first Bermudian in Olympics history to take home a gold 
medal. The 33-year-old Duffy crossed the finish line with a time of one hour, 55 minutes, and 36 seconds, more than a minute ahead of the second-place finisher, Georgia Taylor-Brown of Great Britain. Katie Zafiris of the United States earned bronze. She's also a Syracuse grad. Duffy's gold marks the second Olympic medal for Bermuda, an island with a population of just 64,000. Clarence Hill won a bronze medal in boxing in 1976. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Wednesday, Katie Ledecky has a near impossible double. Can she pull it off? If anyone can, she can. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.